How are designers like us supposed to know where to begin every project? What questions to ask, selecting materials, how to spec processes, how to be sustainable? If you're asking these questions, this shows the answer. Today we're talking about plastics. I am not a plastics expert. I don't claim to be, I've never played one on TV, but because I do so much packaging, one of the things that I hear from a lot of brands is their questions around plastic packaging. Um, now, plastic can either make your packaging more sustainable or less sustainable. Just like anything else, it's just another tool. And just having to understand not only how, what the material does to the packaging, does it make it recyclable? Does it make it not recyclable? You know, does it reduce the overall amount of packaging that you're using? Does, does that, is that part of the sustainability story? Does it reduce greenhouse gases? You know, there's so much around it. But today, I just want to talk to you about some compostable plastics. You know, compostable plastics, they can compost. Most of them won't break down in your backyard compost bin, which a lot of brands make a big deal about that. A lot of packaging manufacturers kind of push the idea that these plastics are not going to be compostable in your backyard bin. But I think the biggest issue is that the majority of consumers don't compost anyway, right? The amount of people that compost is far fewer than the ones that don't. So where does this stuff go? Uh, it goes to industrial composting facilities, which typically compost food waste, paper waste, plastics. They typically don't want to accept those. And the reason for that is simple. They've got to operate their equipment for longer and at higher heats using more energy in order to compost plastics, which means they're able to compost fewer amounts of material because it has to be running for longer. And by longer, we're talking days, weeks. They've got to run it at a higher heat in order to compost that, which means it now takes more energy. So it's going to cost them time and money to compost plastics, which is typically why they don't appreciate using it, um, which they typically don't want to do it. Now, today I've read an article that there's a new company out of San Francisco. They've developed this new bioplastic. It breaks down differently. They're claiming that they degrade the material from the inside, which means that they've incorporated these enzymes into the plastic so that when you apply water and heat, it starts to break down. Uh, it breaks down faster from the inside and it separates the plastic really fast and it breaks down. That's still, that's great. It sounds great. It sounds like a good solution moving forward at some point. But the fact is this isn't going to be, you know, there's not a switch that you flip and all of a sudden everybody's using this plastic so that the composting facilities know that they can accept all this plastic and it's going to be, you know, it's going to biodegrade quickly and it's going to compost in the standard amount of time. Really what happens is you know, one or two brands may use this and the rest of the plastic is the same old stuff that requires higher heat, longer amount of time. So it doesn't really help the composting facilities. And I think it's great to develop new products and always having new ideas out there. But the fact is the infrastructure just doesn't support it. All right, packaging peeps, I've got a special message from our sponsor, idpdirect.com. If you want a more transparent supply chain and color consistency across your entire retail packaging program, check out idpdirect.com. Not only do they make some of the most beautiful luxury retail packaging around the world, they're factory direct, meaning you speak directly with a factory making your packaging, not a middleman. Check out idpdirect.com and schedule a consultation anywhere in the world near you. idpdirect.com. So when we see packaging designers getting really excited about some of these new materials that have all of these claims, we've got to step back and look at nobody's composting plastics at a high rate today. So if you change the plastic, it's still not going to change the fact that we're not composting plastics at that high rate. So what should we be focusing on? What is being recycled? What is in demand right now? You know, do we really need to create paper bottles with plastic liners on the inside of them? That requires now more work from the consumer 
and you're still creating a plastic bottle because that's what's on the inside, even if it's just a flexible pouch. You know, plastic bottles get recycled at a higher rate than all these other items combined. So why change that? With this new material, it's great that it breaks down faster. Um, you can compost it in your backyard bin. But again, in the US, it's a really low amount of people that actually compost. In countries like Canada, it's a higher rate. I think it's like 30 or 40%. Again, it, it's just, we've got all these new materials out there, but we don't have the infrastructure to recycle it. We don't have a way to close that loop. So it just becomes, we've got more material breaking down in landfills. And let's say this packaging makes it out into the ocean. It doesn't break down in the ocean. If you've heard my episode with Krista Armit on package design unboxed, you'll hear how a lot of this plastic that does end up in the ocean, once it sinks, it doesn't capture all the light that it requires in order to break down. Once it gets into these cooler temperatures in the ocean, that stuff is going to last for, for a really long time. And it's not because it's not meant to break down. It just, it's not in the appropriate environment to break down. Um, so that's why that stuff lasts so long in, in the ocean. Take a look at some of these new materials out there. Definitely research them, but always consider the infrastructure that we have in place. And is that really going to get recycled? Is that really going to get composted? Do we have the infrastructure to collect for composting, for industrial composting? If we don't, and your brand sells in a particular country that doesn't have that, just assume that's going into landfill. Is there a more sustainable solution that you can use that does have the infrastructure in all of the countries and all the regions that your product sells? That's what's important. Not finding the newest, latest trending product out there, material out there. Because if it doesn't work where you're selling your product, it just doesn't work. Thanks so much for listening. If you got any questions, find me on LinkedIn, drop me a line there, or you can drop me a voice message on the Anchor website. All right, guys, I appreciate you listening. We'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us on the show. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the Packaging Podcast. That way, you can get an insightful podcast every day. The Packaging Podcast is hosted by me, Avelio Matos. If you enjoyed the show, pay it forward by rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. It'll help grow the show and support our growing audience. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk soon.